Welcome to the Getting Real with Hillary show, where ordinary heroes tell extraordinary stories during unique and never been heard before conversations with your host, Hillary Arno Burns. Hillary's unique listening and way of asking questions results in conversations that aren't usually talked about. So you can create the life that you really want, but are afraid you can't really have. We are demonstrating the greatness in the human spirit and creating a world where we all reclaim our birthright of joy, happiness, purpose, and passion. Now, here's your host, Hilary Arno Burns. Welcome to the Getting Real with Hillary show, and this is Hillary Arno Burns, as always, um, and here to promote my, shamelessly promote my own books, my third book, Your Bullshit is Your Blessing, How to Stop Fixing Yourself and Start Having Fun. If you've ever felt bad a day in your life, this book is for you, okay? If you don't think you speak up, this is the book for you, Real Talk. And the subtitle, How to Say the Things You've Never Said, so you can have the things you've always wanted. And if you want to take my Real Talk quiz, go to realtalkwithhillary.com, and it's all there, right there for you. And then if you want some summer reading, the second piece of French toast is a very, um, I'll say, courageous and authentic book, very juicy in parts. Some people really like those parts. Some people don't. Anyway, it's a great story. It's my memoir, and I think you'll really like it. So that being said, today I have a very special guest. Her name is Missy Brown. We met a few months ago in a seminar, and I was very, very impressed with Missy, the way she took leadership roles in our seminar when she really didn't have to, and she put up with a lot of us and never quit, and I thank her for that. Um, Missy is an entrepreneur, speaker, and writer, and she's going to tell us all about um, her speaking. It's about living a fulfilled life and helping people work on their goals and dreams. And I'm excited to have Missy. Welcome, Missy Brown. Hi, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Great to have you. I'm glad to oh. be here. Yeah. Now let me, let me just before, so we don't forget, this is Missy's, this is a journal that Missy has published. It's called the 20 day, 21 day reflection journal by Stephanie Missy Brown. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon or on her website, which we will show you later. That's just a preview of Missy. So Missy, you know what, anything you want to say just to be here and say hello? Well, I want to say hi to everybody, and I'm very excited to be here and have a very powerful, impactful, inspiring conversation. All right. Well, we're going to start way back when you were, uh, I forget how old you were, but you said you always wanted to be an actress and, and that you did some modeling and got booked and, yes. and all that. So can you tell us about that? Because that's very unique, right? Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to be an actress um, since I was a little girl. Um, when I was three years old, my grandmother and mother had sent me to audition for Sesame Street. I was three. I got picked. And then when it was time to like do the work, my mother said, like, I cried so bad. And I said, like, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do this. I got I guess I got scared. 
And then, you know, so my grandmother just continued to put me in different fashion shows, different plays, whether it be in church. Well, all the stuff that I did, honestly, like the plays and the fashion shows was in church. Um, and I was like, I think I want to be an I want to be an actress. You know, my favorite actress was Whoopi Goldberg. I loved her in The Color Purple. It was the it was the first movie I actually ever could remember seeing. And I just thought the acting was brilliant. And I loved Whoopi Goldberg. She's actually one of my favorite actresses. And I even wanted to be a talk show host. I loved Ricky Lake. Um, I loved Sally Jesse Raphael. I just love talk shows. So I would like, I had a very big imagination growing up. I always knew I wanted to be something big. I always knew that. But to be honest, you know, coming from, I didn't have people that were, I didn't come from a, like a very much, like they say, like a famous family. So I would be like the first person to be actually doing that. So it didn't seem possible growing up. It just felt like a dream growing up. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me ask, go back to Sesame Street. Did you ever get on Sesame Street or you were too freaked out? I was too freaked out. I was too freaked out. I got picked, but I was just too freaked out. I was like, uh, okay. no. My mother said I cried so bad. When it was time, she was like, you just didn't want to do it. Wow. Yeah. So was it your grandmother and mother's dream or was it yours back then? I mean, you were young. You were three. I think it it could have been theirs. And then, you know, sometimes people, people see something in you that obviously I'm three. I didn't see myself. But I think that they just thought like, you know, this little girl is something special. You know, let's just put her on TV. You know, let's <laughs> put she has something within herself. Let's just put her out there. And I'm actually grateful for that now at this grown age, though, because it I really did grow up and wanted to be an actress. I loved entertainment. I loved TV. I loved radio. I even did like some radio um, when my son was born. I did some radio in my hometown um, for like, you know, little local stuff, just learning and practicing and things like that. So, yeah. So it okay. I, they seen something in me. All right. So that was three. And then, and then when, when you, you, you still wanted to be an actress and you got the modeling, how did all that happen? How old were you with that? I mean, did you actually do it? I did. So I say when I, I did a lot of modeling, like in church fashion shows and stuff like that. As I okay. got older, I started, I did Barbizon. That's wow. so, I did Barbizon. I did some modeling for Barbizon. Um, and then like, it was kind of like, then I would take a break if that makes sense. So I would still be in like elementary school and I did plays in school. I was super shy and very, very insecure because I was bullied. So I never felt like I was like the prettiest or was good enough. And like, I, I would never forget. I did a play. I was in the first grade and I did a play and I literally cried because I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people out there. They're going to laugh at me. See, I was already in my own head creating bad habits. I'm like, they're going to laugh at me. They're going to pick on me, you know, because I was being bullied. So I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know these people. So I went out there. I did the, the play, the show, the dance show, whatever. And my teacher was like, you see? And she was like, and guess who everybody talked about the most? And I'm like, who? You know, my little six, seven-year-old brain. She was like, you. They thought you were the best one out of everybody. And I'm like, really? I was seven years. I will never forget that. Never. Um, yeah. And then it just started like it would be like I it was always within me in my heart. Like, even though 
I said, you know, then I was like, because like I was grow up, I grew up and people would say like, oh, you need a plan B. So to me, in my head, I'm thinking like, well, maybe being an actress is like too much big of a dream, you know? And then um, I said, well, then I'll just be a nurse or do something in the medical field, not in reality. And I do, I love healthcare because, you know, I love healthcare. So, you know, I was like, maybe I'll just do that since that seems so realistic, I guess. And but something within me always had that modeling. Like even if I take a regular picture on Facebook, I always had that modeling and that art within me. So it always went with me. Even when I was pregnant with my son, I did a fashion show. Um, after I had my show, I did a um, I took some acting classes and I had got picked and did a photo shoot for Bobby Brown Cosmetics, and I did some more modeling. So it was always within me, but it just didn't seem possible as a career or you know a dream it was just like impossible that's what I thought then right but for you to do it even though you say you didn't believe in yourself you had to have some belief or you're not going to get out there I mean it's an in fashion you know what I'm saying like it takes something to do that right so something was driving you even though you had these thoughts these disempowering thoughts right to have yes. gotten that far. I mean, how many years did you do that? How old would you continue doing that? Oh my God. Um, I would say up until I was about 26. Oh, that wasn't like a little thing. You were doing a lot of that. All right. So when you, so, so take us back to, you went through high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Somewhere in there, you got pregnant, right? I got pregnant when I got out of high school. Out of high school. Okay. And did you go to college? I went to what they call like a trade school. And that's when I did medical secretary. Okay. So that's where you decided maybe you needed a plan B. So that's where you veered off, but you were still doing modeling and stuff on the side. Right? I did the modeling after I had my son. Yeah. Okay. So, so then how did you, I mean, I hope these aren't personal questions, but were you like raising yourself by yourself or did you have help? I had help. My family helped me. You know, my family did help me with my son. So I had to help. I was, I I was just at an age where I was trying to figure it out, like figure myself out and what I wanted to do. Cause I got pregnant at 19. So I'm still young. I don't really know myself and I'm just trying to figure everything out. But the thing is, is like, even through all that, I still in my heart had that love for art. Mm. And I, and I okay. did, and like, even like, if we go backwards, I was in the seventh grade and at the time, you know, my mother was um, staying in the shelter because our house had burned down with us and I had did like a writing contest and I won and I got picked to go to like a big orchestra with the shelter. So I always had that in me. I just didn't know it was possible to be, I didn't think it was possible for me to make it as a career or, you know, I, it was, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was possible to go beyond a big deal. Even though I was always a big dreamer, I always see myself doing big things because people used to be, I was like, I want to be an actress. I want to be famous and I want to have a lot of money. I used to always say that, but it just didn't feel possible. It was like a dream, but 
you weren't sure you didn't really think you could get there. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. So then, so then you, so you have, now was the father of the child around at all, or were you doing this all by yourself? He was here and there, but we weren't together. But he was, so, okay. So it was mainly on you and your family. Yes. Your son. son yes. Right. Okay. We, yeah. Right. So you got this son. Because growing up is hard enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you have a son. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little complication. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be concerned about, right? So right. then you went, you went to the trade school for the medical. And then what happened? Somewhere so to- I went to school for medical. So while I was in medical school, medical doing a medical secretary school, Right. I was just working like at the post office because I just wanted to, you know, have money coming in to take care of my mm-hmm. son. Um, and I was just working, just working jobs. Then eventually I ended up working at a health center. I loved that. Then I ended up working there for a while. Then I ended up working at my job that I have now that I've been there for 10 years and I was just um, temping. Then I temped for like a couple months. Then I ended up working there full time in different departments. So I did administrative stuff. Now I'm into finance, and my my job is actually going very well. My leadership skills. Where what is the job? Where are you? Where I work you at Dana Farber's Dana Farber Cancer Institute. Where? In Boston. You do? Mm-hmm. I've been there for like, 10 years. Where did you grow up? In Boston. I'm thinking you were in the South, and I don't know why, for some reason. You no, know, I'm here in Boston, city wow. girl. <laughs> so Dana Farber, that's amazing. So, so tell us what you do for them now. I'm a financial counselor. Do you counsel the families coming in? I do. I financial um, counseling for insurance companies. So basically I do the insurance part for finance to make sure that they have the finances that they need to be covered at the Institute. So you make sure their health insurance covers what they're about to deal with. Yes, exactly. Wow. Yes. That's gotta be rough, right? Talking to the people. Who've just have they just been diagnosed or some of them? Yeah, more than likely, yeah. A lot of them come for second opinions. Oh, okay. A lot of them because we have very great doctors. So yeah, we have Dana Farber. Yeah, I'm trying to think what why I know that name. I think there was a bike ride. Was that for the Dana Farber? Yep, they have a lot of different um, Jimmy Fun things going on. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep, they have a lot of Jimmy fun. Rode it so many miles up on the by the coast there. Yeah, yeah, it was a Mm -hmm. big ride every year. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful institute. Wow. Okay, so you've been doing that, and your son is now how old? He's seventeen. So he's almost the age when you had him. Can you believe Mm -hmm. that? I, I know, right? It went by so quick. He'll be graduating high school next year. Wow. Okay. So let's go back. We've now gotten to the current. 
let's go back and look at, um, you had said, well, you said you were a people pleaser. Um, yeah. And your own wants. How did that play into stuff? People pleasing. I, I really didn't even realize I was a people pleaser until I was like a grown up, grown up, grown up. I think okay. when I started dating and dealing with guys, I thought the way that I was loving and giving myself was love, not realizing that I was doing way more than expected and people pleasing. Mm, okay. And I'm grateful that I have people that genuinely love and care about me, you know, like my cousin, because she was really honest and, you know, she would tell me these things. And at that time, I didn't want to hear it. Like, I was just like, not a nice person to talk to because I didn't want to hear nothing. Everything was either my way or no way or the highway. And, um, and then after a while, I'm like, Hmm, you know, maybe she's right. Because I kept having, when things weren't going my way, I would get upset. So I would do more and more and more to get something in return. And it wasn't just, it wasn't right. You know, the way I was going about things weren't right. And I was doing a lot of people pleasing and I was just forgetting getting about myself and how I felt because I wanted to care about what they felt. Mm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Now you said um, three years ago you had a shift. So if you're 37 now, that would have been when you're 34. Do you yes. want to talk about that or is there anything else to cover before that? We could talk about that. Okay. So I would, I would say I was, yeah, I'm 37 because I'll be 38 next month. So, um, I, I was just really feeling low and down. I am a, I do truly believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, I didn't like myself. I was unhappy. I was wanting a bunch of things that I felt like, no, I don't feel like I knew I wasn't ready for meaning relationships if I I wanted to be in a committed relationship and I discovered on my journey and we could talk about that in a little bit but I wanted a relationship I wanted this good career I wanted this money I just wanted 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 but didn't realize that there were things that I needed to change within myself before I could get to those things so, you know, I'm a very spiritual person and I'm well, very good. And you've always been spiritual? Oh, always been. It's okay. always been with installed within me. I grew up with it. Um, Were so, you religious? Like a certain religion or no? Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I grew up Christian. Um, well, actually, yeah, I grew up Christian and became a Christian when my son was nine months old. My grandmother always said to me, there's just something special about you. She's always said that to me. And um, I didn't, I really didn't grasp that until I got older and started working on myself in my thirties. And, um, you know, I was like, I don't like this. You know, I was always arguing with like my cousin and my mom. I just wasn't a nice person. I've all, I'm a nice person, but I wasn't being a nice person because I was so negative. 
I had a negative mind. I didn't like myself, so I was very negative. So, you know, I was like, you know, I don't, like, God, what is it that you have for me? Like, what is my purpose? Why am I on earth? Were you angry? I was angry. I was bitter. I was angry. I was just mad because nothing was going my way. I'm not going to lie. I was upset. I know. That's good. <laughs> I was I was a mess. I was an emotional mess. Um because you always seem so calm to me. So it's like Yeah, you know? I've I've grown a lot in the last past three years. <laughs> and I'm grateful to be in this space. I'm I'm this is I just feel like life is life be life in, but mm-hmm. life is really I'm grateful. I'm very humble and I look forward to what's next for me whatever that is. That's good, of course. Right. Okay. So, so there you are angry, you know, not happy. What happened? What was the turning point? What happened? So I was like, you know what? The first thing I need to get together is I need to get my mind right. Because if my mind ain't right, how am I going to I can't get nowhere being negative, bitter, and angry. So, you know, that's when I started getting more in tune to, you know, my spiritual side. I and spoke how'd, you do, how'd you do that? Or you're going to I started being more involved. Like, I was, first of all, before I get into it, I was very shy, very reserved. I would go to church and stuff, but I was just there. I wasn't mentally there. I was just there. And, um... I was like, you know, I really want to like get closer to God. Like I want to get closer to God. So it's just amazing how God works because when you ask for something and you're serious, he will make a way. I that I truly do believe that. So I was like, I just want to get closer to God. So, you know, I just started really like being more present when I would go to church and stuff, being more present. And all this stuff happened during the pandemic. And, um, which was even harder because I could not, I like the work from home. I struggled with that. It was just a lot. So I'm like, okay, I just got to make the best out of this. So, you know, I started, they had like online, um, my church had like online classes. So I started going to that. And then, um, I would just come across different people who, um, would invite me to like prayer lines. And I'm like, oh, I never heard of that before. So I was like, okay, I'll go on. So I went on a prayer line and I'm like, okay. So then I had asked for like a prayer request for my journey. And um, and mind you, never did that before. Like my, so what's, I, a, wait, what's a prayer line just so people. Okay. So basically on a prayer, well, what they, we have, there's so many different prayer lines out there. It's a lot, but a prayer line basically is where people, sisters come and it's, it's for men too, but more for the women, sisters come together, women. Um, and you just go on there to hear an encouraging word, a devotional word. And if you have a prayer request, you can pray, you know, but it's more for encouragement to keep you uplifted, you know, because everybody was, it was a lot going on during the pandemic. So what is it? Is it like a Zoom where some They have are- Zoom ones, but this one I was on was on a phone call. So they have like phone numbers, okay. different phone numbers. Yes. So it's called a prayer line. This one was actually called the Rise and Shine prayer line. Oh, okay. Yes. So it was um, a phone call. That was the phone. That was the first prayer line that I've ever got on wow okay yeah so are there multiple people on it or oh yes i call am i just talking to you or there's a lot of people there's people all across the world on there 
Wow. People in Arkansas, Mississippi, L.A., Florida, Connecticut, all across the world. Wow. There's a lot of people in there. A lot of- and they can all be on at the same time. I'm trying to figure out how that works. Yes. So they basically, <laughs> someone has control. They have a phone number and the person that's in charge of the line, they control the line. They can mute it and all that stuff. It's actually pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like I, a conference I, yeah. call. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like a conference call. Okay, right. So you got on. Sorry, I was just had to be able to picture it. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) So I got on. um, I asked for a prayer request, which is a big deal for me because, like I said, I was shy and didn't... I I just wasn't transparent or an open book like that. The only person that knew anything about me would be my mother and my cousin. Anybody else? people, People looked at me as being quiet and shy. That's the persona they got. I was mm-hmm. quiet and shy. So I did that and I was like, wow, you know, to me, that was a big step because I was actually putting myself out there asking, asking. for something, which is something that I didn't do. Okay. So I was taking these steps. And then once I did that, I'm not going to lie, I really did feel a sense of confidence. I did. I felt a sense of confidence. So I would kept going on them and going on them. And then the lady that was in charge of it, she was like, oh, would you like to come on and be a speaker? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't speak like no. And um, she was like, OK. So then she asked me again and I'm like, hmm, OK, maybe I can just try to do something. I'll do something quick. And I was super nervous, but I did it. And all the women on there, they called me and they loved it. What did you do? I just create like I did a devotional for them, some encouraging words and devotional, and they loved it. Did you plan it or it just came out? No, I prepared for it because she gave me a date to um okay. do it. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I enjoyed it. It was effortless. I loved it. And then it was like my heart's desire started coming back for my art and my writing and my my acting. And we'll get into that, but I don't know when and where, but I'm going to be on TV soon because my grandmother passed away in December. Mm. And I will never, I used to talk to my grandmother every day and she used to always say, she lived, she moved to Florida and um a oh, years ago years ago and um i would call her every day and see what she was doing and she i will never forget she'll be like oh i always tell my your my grandfather like um look at that's our baby on tv and i'm like who and she's like you she's like this lady on tv she reminds me so much of you like and i always say like that's going to be my baby on tv so i i said like who was it I, it was a it was a news reporter she said that it was some girl I don't even know who it was and I'm like oh my god and I think about that as she passed away and I'm like I'm gonna get on tv one day I don't know what I'm gonna be doing but I'm gonna make my grandmother like see I did it but I don't know what wow. I'm gonna be doing but I'm gonna do it <laughs> well you're on tv right now there you right. go <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to do it but that oh my god my grandmother is my everything but what kind of show do you see yourself on? Oh my God. So I really like, it's kind of like, I like, 
I like all type of TV, but I really like table talk. Like I like talk like this. I like talk like this. I like talks like the view where you get people's opinions. I like stuff like that. I really do. I really enjoy it. All right. Cool. All right. So, so you did the prayer. People liked it. And then what? We have a couple minutes before the break. Okay. So then what happened? So then after that, I, um, I discovered like, oh my God, I really like this. I really have a voice. So I really started doing a lot of different prayer lines and speaking engagements and stuff like that. So everything all started on different prayer lines. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, and did you feel less negative? I mean, did it change you? Wow. It changed me a lot. I felt less negative. I felt like I was doing something that was natural. It was natural for me. Right, 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 right. You were in the moment. Yes. That's the correct And you term. still had your job. You're still working your job. You just did this in your free time. Yes. And I had it a lot because I work from home. Oh, right. So, okay. you know, um, I had the time to do it and I made yeah. it work. And even now, when I, I just got my new position at my job and I told, they know what I do and they fully support what I do. And my super, my manager was like, how do you find time to do everything you do? Like, you're amazing. And I'm like, it just works out how it's supposed to work out. So are you still working from home or did you go back yes. to Dana Farber? Yes. I am full-time working from home. So how do you meet with the patients just on zoom or on phone call? I don't, I don't have to everything, the work, the type of work we do. I'm not an in-person. I am not needed in person. I can do all my oh. stuff from home. Cause I mainly don't really, I only work with the patients when necessary. I work more with the insurance Oh, because okay. of the finance piece. Yeah. Wow. That's complicated stuff, isn't it? It gets a little tricky sometimes it does. Cause you know, they don't want to help, which is yeah. really sad, but it does get tricky, but I, we, I make it work. Oh, that's great. So you're good at it. All right. Well, this is great. We've gotten you from angry and negative to now peaceful and prayer lines. And I can't wait till the next part. So okay. now we're going to take our commercial break and then we'll come back and hear what are you doing now? Okay. <laughs> Has social-emotional learning become just one more thing on your teacher's plates? Do teachers and students both find it boring and ineffective? Then bring Kikori to your school. Kikori transforms classrooms through experiential SEL activities that help students play, reflect, connect, and grow. Even better, students say it's more fun than recess. Schedule a no-obligation conversation at kikoriapp.com slash bringkikori. K-I-K-O-R-I. Do you ever feel like you can't say what you really want to say? Or that you're stuck or in a holding pattern in your relationships, career, personal life, or finances? Are there things you want in life that you've given up on? Are you resigned that this is as good as it's going to get? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Hillary Burns, host of the Getting Real with Hillary show, has the solution you need. Hillary is a published author of three books and has a program called The Getting Real Process. This process frees you from what is holding you back, allowing you to create a life you love. Don't believe it? It is hard to believe that it could work, isn't it? The proof is that hundreds of Hillary's clients have used the Getting Real process and are now free to create whatever they want in relationships, career, finances, enjoying life, or just loving themselves more. So go to realtalkwithhillary.com and order Hillary's book, Real Talk, and set up a conversation. Welcome back again. <laughs> we just wanted to thank McCoryApp.com, our sponsor. If you want to bring social emotional learning into your children's classrooms, please do. Kokori is the way to go. It makes learning fun, as they said on the commercial. And if you have places in your life where you're not speaking up and there's things you want not having, go to realtalkwithhillary.com, take my quiz, and let's chat. Oh, I shouldn't hold that next to my face up. Huh? Well, this is a photo and this is real. So there you go. Real talk with Hillary. Okay. So back to Missy. Thank you, Missy, for coming back. We've gotten you through to the prayer lines and you're no longer angry and negative and you're starting to like your life. So what happened next? What are you doing now, Missy? Okay. So what I am doing now. So in this process, I had a lot of self-development. I did a lot of self-development courses um, that have helped me tremendously to, to, to really, you know, un- unpack some baggage, unpack some things that I created for myself and to let some things go too. And Can you now, give us some examples of the programs? Programs and like where, like what kind of breakthroughs you had? Okay. So some of the breakthroughs I had was, and I've learned these in coaching sessions. I'm in therapy now, um, which I'm fairly happy about that. And I realized that and I've heard this before that I was my own worst enemy mm. and a lot of things that were happening were stories that I created. And also I would just create things before they happened and they never happened. And that's fear. See, fear is, can be very dangerous when you allowing it to cripple you and get in your way and make you scared not to go after what you want and what you need what you want to do or whatever. So so, what, um, so what's an example of a story that you like got clear was not the truth? Because some people, you know, may well, not. Story, let's say, okay, yeah. I'm going to say like, for me, I would say relationships. Like I would literally think a person is so happy or they're saying this or that. And that's not even the case. Mind you, they never even said that. This is all assumptions, my own assumptions. And I was wrong. And the fact that that kept happening and I didn't get it, but you know, now I get it. You, a person would think like, okay, if you see the same thing still happening, wouldn't you think, you know, like maybe you should like change that a little bit. 
But um, unfortunately, like, what? like what's a real life example? Like I would think, let's just say, like I would say, like oh well, he doesn't care. And then you'll be like, well, how do you know that? What would make you think he didn't care if he did? If a person didn't do anything to make you not care? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like they don't care. You know, it's just something I created in my own head. Then when you right. have a conversation with the person, you're like, oh, you felt like that too? I thought you didn't care. Well, how would you know I didn't care? We never talked about it. I never said I didn't care. I was just mad at that time. That doesn't mean I don't care. I'm just upset. So that was one of your, like, your repeating conversations. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I that happens to have. I have that one, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anything, but something would happen and it's like, they don't care. I'm out of here. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like a runner. I was a runner, yeah. like a track star. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> and that you never don't care, served see ya. me. And they're yeah. like, what happened? Who right. told me what happened? Yeah. You go? And, and that, doesn't, that doesn't serve you anything. Because for me, I was still left with a lot of questions of a lot of whys. But maybe if I would have had the conversation and not been scared to have the conversation, I would know why. Why was I scared to have a conversation? Because I was scared of what I was going to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the God. That's just the truth. I think so, a lot yeah. of us do that. Yeah. A yeah. Lot of us. Remember our seminar leader? She wanted to have a conversation with her boyfriend to see where it was going, but she was afraid to have it. <laughs> right. Because so she convers- just stayed in limbo instead. <laughs> yeah. Because those conversations can either go one or two ways. Right. But however, I've, I've, I'm learning that you still have to be authentic and speak your piece. I mean, you can't control the other person. So that's something right. I'm, I had to learn and I'm still learning that. So that's a good thing. Okay. So that's one. <laughs> Anything else in particular that you saw that has helped? That's it. My perspective. That's what it all boiled down to. My perspective and my, um, my viewpoint. Um, my therapist said it was a terminology that he used and he was like, you know, I want you to start visualizing good things, visualizing results because, you know, he was like, because if you're telling me, cause I'm, I'm big on vision boards. Like I, and I host vision board parties. Um, I do them every quarter. Um, the third quarter just start, but I'm not doing a party because I have, some event I have an event that I have coming up so I'm just going to be doing a check-in on zoom but um I'm big on like I I made a vision board and everything on my vision board came true wow so my my therapist like what like what like let's see what came true like I got the job um the promotion you mean the promotion um I'm actually going to be up for another promotion. I said that I wanted to do like podcasts and stuff. I've done that. I wanted to become a paid speaker. I'm doing that. I got my first. I'm so excited. Um, oh, no. And what do you, I'll ask you after. Go ahead. And what else? Uh, my health and fitness. I'm big on health and fitness. I'm like a gym rat. I am a gym rat. I went to the gym today on the 4th of July. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Uh, I went this morning. Oh my God. What else came? You know, um, I put, what else did I put on there? 
working on my finances. I, now, the only thing I'm still working on on it is my credit score. But we're going to get there. Oh. We're going to get there. I have a um, guest. I have a guest who is on my show who helps people with that. Okay. He helps yes. my daughter. Yeah. Amazing. My yes. daughter couldn't get a credit card before. She didn't know why. So she hired this woman. Oh, I got to look. I got to I gotta get in contact. Because I, right. really okay. yeah. I really yeah. want to work on my credit. Okay. Yeah. I really want to work on my credit. That's her profession. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So I got to get in contact. Because that's like, I really yeah. want to get my credit together. Um. Yeah. So those are the things I had. So I'm so excited. So what are you speaking on? So I will be work. Okay. So this is a little bit. I will be helping very highly educated students work on their goals using the smart goal technique. Okay. So where, like, where did So I will be working with, I will be doing something um, with um, a federal bank and I have an engagement coming up with some students at a college. So I just have those two right now. But I Ooh. really, yes. Yeah, so this, this is the opening How did you get them? Door. How'd you get them so besides putting them on your vision board? So the first, first connection and networking, mm-hmm. um, my gym partner, she is, um, what is she? She's like ahead, she's over some students and she does, she runs a thing where she helps students, you know, get jobs and stuff and be successful. And me and her worked out and everything. And, you know, she was like, you know, and she came to one of my vision board parties Mm. and she was like, you know, I think you would be really good for something that I'm having. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, what is it? And, you know, me and her had a conversation (laughs) and then, you know, it worked out. That's amazing. That is so amazing. And the other one is from like, my mentor. Like effortlessly, right? That was like effortless. You were just there working out and boom. It's cool. Yeah, it's all about conversation. Yes. I've learned right. that. What was the I second one? In form. Yeah. And the second one is from my mentors that I that work at my job, but they work in different positions and they just gravitated towards me. They helped me in my career at the hospital. And they do something with students as well. And they was like, we want to, we want you to be there. We want our own to be there so you can be that example. And then I got it. So, yeah. It's so, I'm so excited. And they're paying you. They're paying you. Yes. (laughs) And I've I've been saying that for two years. Like, I really want to be a paid speaker. And I'm like, oh my God. It's really happening. I can't believe it. Sometimes I'm in, I just can't believe this is like literally my life. I can't believe it. What What were you doing before? You weren't doing any of this stuff before? No. No? No. Like, just work and be angry. <laughs> just work, be angry and bitter and just work angry, bitter, mad and creating scenarios that ain't even true. Wow. So you're just like, like by yourself. Basically. That's amazing. I was very, I was. In three years? In three years you've done all this. In three years. And like the fact that people really look up to me and admire me 
And I'm like, really? Because sometimes I'd be like, little old me, but I really like to help people. I want people to know that they can have the life that they desire, you know, when they work on their self, work on their mind and, you know, just make everything a connection. I really love helping people. It really brings me so much joy and it's effortless. It's easy. Mm. Yeah. It's nothing I have to really stress about. Wow. I love it. That's amazing, right? Look at your smile. <laughs> so, okay. So then, so then what, like, let's look five years out. What would be like your dream life or your goal or your vision for people? What do you think? So five years from now, I see myself. So the name of my business is Create, Execute, and Inspire. Missy Brown presents Create, Execute, Inspire. I really see myself traveling the world and really speaking and helping others. I see myself like working with people one-on-one, whether that be coaching, just so that they can live the fulfilled life that they want and truly Mm -hmm. living in their purpose. Of course, with a renewed mind. So I want everything to start with the mind um, because I'm big on mind, body, and soul. Like Mm -hmm. I just, it all connects. And I just see myself really traveling and just really changing people's lives one day at a time. I see that for myself. Wow. And do you study this or you just have it naturally? Honestly, Hillary, I think it's a natural thing for me. Wow. However, I do take seminars and classes Mm -hmm. because I do, as you level up, you, you got to, you got to be educated and stay on your game. I'm currently um, going to be doing another seminar and I will be, I'm just joined another program and it's called, it's by John C. Maxwell. He has a book, the mm, 21 yeah, yeah. Laws so of Leadership. Yeah. And um, there's this lady told me about it. So I'll be doing that order my books so we'll be doing that every Saturday so I continue to keep myself educated joining different seminars because when you when you trying to level up you got to make sure you stay into things that are going to pour into your craft yeah but I do think that honestly this is natural for me it's been natural for me for wow. a long time. And how did you start doing the vision boarding? Like, that's not just something that happens. You know, I did. A, I, mean, I started doing it. See, that's the thing. I've always been a vision. I like, I've always liked vision stuff. Like I could visualize anything and I'm mm. like, Oh my God. You know? So then I had to switch that though, because I was visualizing a lot of negative and I was getting a negative. So, so I was like, you know what, let me put this to good use and go get me a board. And I did that about, I did that about four years ago. I started doing vision boards and um, I just started putting things on the paper, like whatever I felt. And I'm like, oh, this is like from cool. magazines and stuff. Yep. From magazines. Yes. Yes, I started doing the magazines, but when the pandemic hit, nothing was open. And then I had um, went to a vision, a virtual vision board party with my church, and they had a they had different apps like Canva, a thing yeah. called Be Funky, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I just started doing it like that. Mm, yeah. Wow. And so, how did you start having the parties? With, so with I the had people? the. 
I had the parties because the lady that I co-wrote a book with, she was like, you know, you should do a vision board party. And I think that was in 2022 and it was quarter four. And I'm like, okay. So I just started doing it. I had a great turnout. And then I just started doing it every quarter. I did one for the second quarter of the year. Uh, This third quarter of the year, like a lot of the things that were on my vision board started happening. So I wasn't able to actually do it so now i'm just gonna do like a check-in on sunday um just to check in and see how people are doing for the quarter and give them some encouraging words you know something simple yeah so did you um did you, how did you do it did you do it virtually with people yes i did it virtually but i will be doing with the um the students that i'll be um that i got hired to work for i'll be doing an in-person so i'm excited about that did you have to bring all the magazines and stuff they're going to help me do that. The company is going to help me. Oh, good. Yeah, because that's hard. But if you don't have them, you can't do it. You need the scissors and all right. that. So I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that, that they're really oh, yeah. helping me do this. I'm grateful for that. That's great. Yes. Wow. Okay. Right. So five years from now, you're traveling the world one on one, giving people the fulfilled life. Anything else? What else I see myself doing? I honestly see myself, I know I'm getting a little old, but I do see myself having at least another baby. I do see myself, I never seen this for myself. I do see myself maybe married. (laughs) So I see myself living a very beautiful life. I've even dreamed about these things. And where would you live, you think? Where would you live? I might still be in Boston, but in a nice city in Boston. Where are you now? In Boston, I'm in Dorchester. Dorchester. So would you be in a townhouse? Oh, yeah. We would live in a nice, big, beautiful house. Yeah. We would definitely be in a nice, big, beautiful house with our kids. I have, uh, Hillary, I'm telling you, I've had dreams about this stuff, so. Good. (laughs) Well, yeah, but you know what? You, given, you know, it's only been three years that you had your moment, and before that, you were unhappy and negative. I mean, this is incredible what you've done. It's very inspiring, I think, for other people, even if if they've never, yeah, if they've never, you know, I mean, I was a pretty negative person i mean i i tried to hide it I was trying it shows to, I was people will point it out they're gonna let you like the right people that it shows we think we're hiding it but it shows <laughs> well one time i told this guy i was going into uh a, you know like a, a seminar room and he was like well you can't come in and i said why not he goes you can't i'm like but i'm fine you know we argued back and forth and finally he said well tell your face and that was the first time that I was aware that I was not fine it's fine you know I was so used to pretending I was fine that I didn't know I was so not in touch with anything that was wrong because I had learned to be pleasant people pleasing and phony hi hi and, you know, that's why it's getting real with Hillary, because I said, wow, that is not real. Right. So to get real and be able to say the real stuff, like you were saying, speaking up when you're afraid to, you know. Right. That's true. Yeah. 
because we don't want to get anyone upset. We don't think we can all that stuff. That's what, you know, that's what this book is for, you know, because people think I'm fine. I'm fine. That's really? what they say. I'm fine and Look I'm good. Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to you. Okay. So you see yourself having a baby, married, beautiful life, beautiful home in Boston, traveling the world. And you're speaking, you're doing this kind of stuff, right? Yes. And you don't get nervous, right? It's natural. It's natural. I think I just tell myself I get nervous, but I don't really be nervous. I just, like with this interview, I was not nervous. You know, I prayed and I just went and did it. And I have an engagement coming up on Monday. And I'm, I I don't know. I did say I was a little nervous, but in reality, I'm like, Missy, you're not nervous. You'll be fine. You got this. Wow. That's amazing for someone who didn't speak up, right? Right. And people be who didn't want to go now. on Sesame Street. <laughs> I wish you had. I would have said I saw you with my kids. I know, right? I should have. That's okay. <laughs> That's I'm here right. now. It's in the past. You know what? You needed that so you could have a better story. Exactly. Exactly. Right? If you exactly. had just gone on to be a child actress like Shirley Temple or whatever, like, There'd be no struggle. Exactly. No <laughs> struggle, no progress. <laughs> All right. So we just have a couple of minutes left. What else do you want to let people know? Oh, let's go look at your website. Let's see. We're going to show them your website. Here okay. it is. Isn't this beautiful? Um, oh, can you oh my God. Isn't that cool? Serenity. So create Inspire with Stephanie Missy Brown. She has the keys to help. You create, execute, and inspire. So if they want to find you, do they do it here? They can do it there. All the here. information is on there. Okay. Um, so here, my... here's the email. Yep, create, inspire, email. execute at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach her, she's got the vision board classes, reflection journal. Wow, this is so awesome. Look at this email for a consultation. Create inspire execute at gmail.com. Yes, beautiful. I love it. I'm mesmerized. Okay, I love whoever did it. It's beautiful. Great pictures, nice and bright. Yes. All right. And the site itself is so this is how they find it. Create execute inspire dot my dot canvas dot my no. So you can't. Create, execute, inspire, dot, my, dot, Canva, dot, site. Yes. That's the link. Yes. Okay. Very cool. And there it is. You can find Missy. You can do her vision boarding. You can hire her to speak. Um, you can see pictures of her wedding and baby <laughs> when they happen. Oh, right? my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. All right. Anything in closing? Anything in closing? Um, I just want to thank you for having me here. This was really fun. This was really, really great. I really enjoyed it, Hillary. You are amazing. This is amazing. Amazing thank platform. You. Thank you for being an inspiration. You're inspiring me. That's awesome. Yeah, a paid speaker too. And I'm just like not saying it. So thank you for that. You know? Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Missy Brown. Thank you. Create, execute, and inspire. Yes.